Hey, what's going on, Quest Nation? We are so excited to be with you tonight. My name is Pastor Christian. I'm the youth pastor. I help with the young adults. I'm also the Quest Nation director. We just want to welcome you and say thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've got a table talk tonight. We're talking about the book, The Blessing, and we're going over chapter 16. And hey, before we get started, I want to encourage you, hit that share button, please. Hit that share button, light up the hearts and the likes, Help us out in the comments. It's going to help us out. You never know who might need to hear something that's going to be said tonight. So hit that share button. Help us be social media missionaries. Again, tonight we're talking about the blessing chapter 16. We're going to read through the chapter tonight, and we're going to share some of our favorite things that we read in the chapter. And then if we have time, we're all going to share uh, our favorite chapter in the book so far and why. So stick with us. It's going to be a great night. We're really excited to be here. Again, my name is Pastor Christian, and with us, I want to introduce some of these guys, some of these young adults. Jacob, go ahead down the line. Yeah, I'm Jacob. I, I work here on staff. I do stuff with media and worship. Yeah, that's great. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. Like, was that good? <laughs> go ahead, Alicia. Um, I'm Alicia Crawford. Um, I, I'm here with young adults. I'm a part of the young adults in Quest, and I'm also a part of Breakthrough Evangelism um, and located in Kingfisher, Oklahoma with my dad and my mom. And yeah, It's an amazing ministry, by the yeah. way, Breakthrough <laughs> Ministries. Hey, y'all. I'm Summer Bennett. I'm 21 years old, and I volunteer here with the youth. I do things with the young adults. Sometimes I hang out with the kids, like in the children's ministry. Yep. I really just like to go hold the babies, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's awesome. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Isaiah Sumner. Um, I am 22 years old, and I volunteer with youth and young adults. Um, I, I love that age group, and uh, I just love to see people discipled and uh, grow and mature in their faith in Jesus Christ. We're really excited to be here tonight. We're thankful that you're viewing. Hopefully you get something out of this conversation tonight. Listen, we're going to get right into chapter 16. We're going to read this chapter. So if you have your book, go ahead and follow along. If you don't have it, you need to get it. Go to rickhawkins.org, pick up your copy. Uh, and if you don't have a book right now, go ahead and just listen with us as we go through this chapter. All right, you guys ready? Let's do it. Yep. All right. Chapter 16. We're talking about spiritual blessings. The first verse opens up Ephesians 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Spiritual blessing is the highest form of blessing from God. The term spiritual blessing describes the benefits of living a spiritual life in Christ. It is any blessing that is administered in or from the spiritual realm. The blessing is not limited to the constraints of time. Rather, this blessing operates in the eternal. It is instant, boundless, and everlasting. God possesses time and inhabits eternity. When Jesus talks about the new birth, he stated, Spirit gives birth to spirit. In John 3, 6, spiritual, spiritual things are not born from fleshly activity. Let me flip the page here. They are birthed in spiritual conversion and enjoyed by spiritual living. That's probably one of my favorite lines of this book yeah. so far, yeah. of this chapter. Ephesians gives an amazing account of the spiritual blessings that we have access to that are only found in Christ. 
The word blessing in Ephesians is the word eulogy, which means to speak well of. In this epistle, we see that God speaks good things for our benefit. And here I love how Pastor Rick lists off some of the verses in Ephesians. Ephesians 1.4, he chose us because of his love and grace, but for his good pleasure. Yeah. Ephesians 1.5, he adopted us. He gave us access to him and the ability to call him our father. Ephesians 1.6, he accepted us in the beloved. He now sees us as one of the many that he calls his own. Ephesians 1.7, he gave us redemption. He bought our freedom by paying the ransom for our sins. We are no longer slaves to sin. Ephesians 1.7, he gave us forgiveness. We no longer have to carry the guilt. Ephesians 1.8 through 10, he gave us the mystery of his will. The mystery is that we are a part of his perfect plan. Ephesians 1.11, he has given us an inheritance. This inheritance is one that includes more than we can imagine. No eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that God has prepared for us. And finally, Ephesians 1.13, he has given us the seal of the Holy Spirit. He has put his mark of ownership on us and guaranteed us an eternal security. At this point in our journey, we have explored many avenues and types of blessings that are tied to our time here on earth. All are wonderful and most are designed to be perpetuated in our family lineage long after we are gone. This is something to be grateful for. But even as we behold this blessed assurance, God still has something greater to bless us with. I pray the Lord opens the eyes of your understanding to be keenly aware of the spiritual blessing he wants, to we, he wants us to have. These are eternal and for you personally. They do not expire with us, and they will not get left behind. They are ours to cherish with God for all of time. If you are a believer in Christ, you are a child of God, and all these spiritual blessings are yours. What an incredible chapter. I'm psyched about this. I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. Who wants to share? Summer, do you want to share? I'll go first. All right. Um, so my favorite thing about chapter 16 was that it lists out these blessings that have been given to us, yeah. that have already been imparted to us. And I think it's really important that as believers, we are constantly reminded of these things and the ways that we have been blessed by the Lord. Yeah. I think it's also important to note that in order to have a gift and utilize it, you have to actually take it. You have to take hold of it. You right. have to accept it. I think that as believers, especially believers of our age, 20-somethings, mm -hmm. right. we often get bogged down and caught up in sin and temptation and right. yeah. frustration yeah. and shame. And I think that a lot of us don't accept these blessings and wow. wind up bogged down. So this is a reminder to accept those blessings and that we need to not sacrifice our blessings on the altar of shame. Yeah. I think a lot of us do that. That's, That's, good. Good. That's, That's worth so a stank face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, blessings without a relationship with God are just words that are spoken over you, but you have no idea what they actually mean to right. you. I mean, have you... 
uh, ever had someone, some random person try to give you advice? Yeah. Viewers at home, have you guys ever had people try to give you advice that you don't know really at all? And they're, they're trying to give you dating advice or life advice. Yeah. Right. And you don't know them. So it's like, okay, that's cool, bro. But... Um, I don't know you. I don't know yeah. you. And I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust you. So it's like... Uh, same thing with with blessings. When you don't have that relationship with God, you can't trust what He says. You can't trust uh, the blessings that He speaks over you because you're not uh, in a constant walk with Him. Um, Man, that's really good, bro. And we were talking on the phone earlier today, and and we were talking to Pastor Josh. I don't want to throw any spoilers out there for <laughs> what he's going to preach soon, but. But what you're talking about is, is having a relationship with God mm-hmm. so that we can have access to the blessings. Because it's hard to trust what someone says if we don't know them, right? Yeah. And, right. And, and Jesus constantly said, if you have ears to hear, hear, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what we know is that God has already spoken blessing over our life. But if we don't hear it, then it's hard for that blessing to inhabit us and to go through us. And and what Pastor Josh and I were talking today is, is that blessing requires a flow. Like, yeah. it, we're not just containers for blessing. We're conduits of blessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so God may have spoken blessing over your mm-hmm. life. But if you, like what you said, if you don't have a relationship with him, if you don't know his voice, if you don't know what he's like, if you don't know his tendencies, if you don't know what he wants for you, then it's hard for you to actually hear what he has spoken over you. And it's hard for you to trust. You know, right. when, when you in our, are in a constant walk with him, you come to the revelation and the full manifestation of, of the blessings or the spiritual blessings that he did choose us. We yeah. are redeemed. We are forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know? And you know what, bro? I, we, were t- we were talking today, and, and I grew up in church. So if you grew up in church, mm-hmm. you've heard preachers preach everything, right? <laughs> they say everything that's good. And and, and so often we hear preachers and even our parents say things over and over and over again that to us just becomes white noise. Mm -hmm. And and it becomes white noise because we stop realizing its benefit. We stop realizing that that what they're saying is true. And and oftentimes when we get older, we think back on the words that our parents have always told us. And because we've walked with our parents long enough, we know them, Mm -hmm. we have a relationship with them, we trust them enough that what they've spoken to us, we can believe and we can lean on. And, yeah. and so I don't want to ever live a life where something that a preacher says, what Pastor Rick says from this pulpit, I never want it to be white noise. Right, yeah. right, right. And right. it yeah. becomes white noise if I don't have a relationship with my Heavenly Father. Well, yeah. chapter 16 says spirit gives birth to spirit and flesh to flesh. Yes. You can't understand spiritual blessings with a, with a fleshly perspective. Preach, yeah, that's bro. good, dude. You know, if you're living in the flesh and you're living in yourself, then you can never understand the true blessings that God's bestowed upon yeah, you because you're good. not living and walk with him in yeah. his spirit, a spiritual walk with him. Right. Yeah. yeah that's, that's so good. true. That's so yeah, true. Yeah. It's, it's really crazy that Pastor Rick started talking about the blessing because, you know, in, in Breakthrough, we, uh, we've been talking about the chase chasing after God. And I really, it really ties along with what you were just saying, Jacob, that Mm -hmm. whenever we start chasing after God and not the blessings, the blessings come and tackle us down. They they come and just, they come out of the blue sometimes. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, it's our choice whether or not to receive that blessing. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, read, we, read, we read about all the blessings that was just in this chapter. And it's our choice whether or not to receive it. And to receive it, we have to chase. We have to pursue God with all our heart. And it's all in that relationship. Right. We trust him. We know that what he gives us is good. Yes. We, know that, we know that whenever he, he is for us and not against us, yes. he's going to give us the strength that we need. He's going to bless yeah. us in ways that we didn't expect. And I, I, is it okay if I prophesy really fast? Yeah, I don't know girl. who needs to hear this, but someone out there on this live stream, God is about to bless your Amen. socks off. You've yes. been pursuing after him. Amen. You've been pursuing. You've been, you've been seeking his face. Yes. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Be ready because God is about to tackle you down with blessings. Wow. Yes, I don't know who that's for, but I'm going to take that Man. too. That's so I have the God chills. That's awesome. The Holy Spirit chills. <laughs> wow, I got to go after her. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, um, Preach, at the end of the chapter, Bishop said, the very last sentence, if you are a believer in Christ, you are a child of God and all these spiritual blessings are yours. And I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with new believers, uh, anything of the sort really. And I've referred them to Ephesians one and two and said, if you want to know who God calls you and what God calls you, go read Ephesians one and two. That's your identity in Christ. Right. And these spiritual blessings our identity being established in the believer. That's what this epistle is doing right here in Ephesians 1 and 2. Right. And the blessings are just concomitants of the identity. It just comes with who you are in Christ Jesus. Right. Yeah. And Jesus kind of Jesus kind of manifested this and demonstrated this in, in the wilderness. He, he was baptized in Matthew 3, and the Father spoke over him, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. He spoke a blessing over him. Right. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Immediately after Jesus gets, gets out of the water, he just start, he goes to the wilderness. He's, right. sent to the, he's led to the wilderness by the Spirit. He's in the wilderness. Satan, the first temptation, he says, if you are the son of God, right. he yeah. said, you'll turn these, I believe he says he turned these rocks into bread and right. food. Yeah. And G, Jesus responds with, I don't live by bread alone. I live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Right. That word, word, that he says isn't your typical, the Greek word isn't logos. Logos means the written word, the Bible. This word is rhema, spoken right. word. He is using the reflection, he's, he's reflecting back on the blessing right. that the Father spoke over yes. him in order to overcome, and he's, he's operating this, in this blessing of identity right. as a son right. in order to carry out his purpose to, uh, to defeat Satan and to break every curse. Yeah. And if you, and Bishop mentioned this on Sunday, and it just rocked my saw. Dude, it rocked to my world and he, he mentioned exodus 34 7 of right. uh, the, the father the sins of the father go from the third and the fourth go to the, the third and the fourth generation the generational curse right and he said the key word in that verse isn't isn't curse the key word is father right, and yeah, it reminded me of in genesis 3 yeah adam and eve are, are provoked by satan and they eat of the fruit and now they get cursed right a curse was provoked by the mouth of the father of lies. Right. And so in order to combat that, a blessing was provoked from Abba Father into the life of Jesus. Come it was on. manifested through the, the blessing was manifested through the purpose of Jesus because it was manifested through Come the on. curse was manifested through a man yeah. in Genesis right. 3. Yeah. And it just blew my mind of how these spiritual blessings are just a mere factor of identity. And when we have this identity, we're able to carry out purpose because we are blessed. It's who we are. Man. Blessing, you're a child of God. 
blessing is in your DNA. Yeah. Bro, that's that's so strong. Man, you guys are on fire right now. <laughs> this is this is a blast. Well, Return, I want to I want to share dude, this is right off of what you're talking okay. about. Identity and, and what what God has spoken because you're right. Jesus was in the wilderness, right? Yeah. And and the enemy tempted him by saying, "If you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread," right? Right, right, right. He immediately challenges. The first thing he does is challenge who he is. His identity. Right. Yeah. Are you really who you think you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. challenging what the Father spoke to Jesus right. when he came up out of the water. And, and, and what does baptism represent? It represents our rebirth, right? yeah. our death, yeah. burial, yeah. and our yeah. resurrection. That's what baptism is. Yeah. And so I look back at this chapter in 16 where it talks about the word blessing in Ephesians. Right. The word blessing in the Greek is eulogy. Okay, and this is so, man, when I read this, I just, dude, I wanted to take off running. Talk to us. Talk I wanted to, to take us. off running because. I love this part. Eulogy in the Greek means to speak well of. The eulogy is the word used in Ephesians to describe the blessing. And, and if you have ever been to a funeral, I hope you don't have to go to many, but I remember I had, I was, I, I say I had to, I had the amazing privilege of getting to speak at my grandfather's funeral just two and a half years ago. And I didn't give the eulogy, but I did get to speak, and I got to speak well of him at the end of his life. And, and so if you remember, at funerals, we give eulogies, yeah. which is an account of someone's life. You speak well of them from the time they're born to the time they die, and, and that's what you give at their funeral. Here's what I love. God spoke Jesus' eulogy at his rebirth. Wow. He didn't wow. wait till the Good. end of his life to speak his eulogy. God has already written your eulogy. Come on. God oh, has already good. spoken your eulogy. Everything that God has you destined to become, you have access yeah. to be right here, right. right now. God doesn't wait till the end of your life to speak well of you. He's spoken well of you at the beginning of your life. Isaiah says so that before I, before I was born, he knew me. He knew me before yeah. I was woven in my mother's womb. God was speaking over you before you ever entered this yeah. earth. He spoke everything that you're ever going to do. He spoke your blessings. He spoke your identity. Right. And what you've got to do is believe that you are who he says that you are. He's spoken your eulogy. And, man, that's so powerful to me because Bishop, it, the, one of the first things Bishop says in this book is God's original intention is always his final decision. So this is what God does. He speaks your eulogy at the beginning, and it's your job to steward that and to seek his face. Let those blessings chase after you as you chase his face. If you would just seek his face, seek the face of the one who spoke those blessings over you, then your life will be fruitful just out of your being and not out of your doing. I have to say this too. I had lunch with someone the other day, a mentor of mine. I'm super blessed to have him in my life. And he said something to me that has been ringing in my ear ever since he said christianity is a faith of hospitality it is a faith of hospitality many religions out there are religions that that have to do with moral code it is do this don't do this and and what they do is they live their life according to rituals and religious practices so that they can do good right right so that they can get it right so that they can earn some sort of favor with the creators yeah. and right. so that they yeah. can earn a seat in heaven, right, next to the Father. But see, Christianity doesn't work that way. Christianity says, we already know that you're going to screw up. 
we, we know that you're not perfect. We know that you're not going to get it right. We right. know that sin is a curse. That we are cursed. That's the way it is. You can't work hard enough to earn your salvation. You can't right. work hard enough to earn your seat in heaven or to earn right. favor or blessing. He has just spoken it to you. Right. So, so what, what, what Christianity is, is it says, we know you're not going to get it right all the time. So what, what they did was Jesus died for our sins so that we could live on the next level. It's not just about working our moral code. It's about how we allow the blessings that God has already spoken to us to overflow in our life. It's a, it's a, it's a faith of hospitality. How do I treat you? How do I treat you? Because wow. how I treat you flows out of how I know God has treated me. Blessing requires a flow. Sorry, I know I'm preaching way too much, but, but I'm really excited. Eulogy. God has already spoken your blessing. God has already spoken your story over you before you even met him. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's I want to really pick good. right up off of that, but I know we got to move on. So. <laughs> that's good, man. man. Well, go ahead. We've got a little bit of time. Go oh, ahead. Well, I was just going to say I, it was going to be really brief, um, but in Ephesians 2, 6, uh-huh. he says you've been seated in heavenly places. <sighs> And so all we need to do is take huh. a seat yeah. because yeah. it's who we are. It doesn't Christ- say Christianity isn't yeah. about what we do. It's right. about what Christ yeah. has done. Right. You know, you remember, it's hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a loophole. It's a loophole. It's a loophole. It's a loophole. You remember that message, yes. bro? <laughs> it's yeah. not about what you can do. Christianity doesn't begin with a do. It begins with a done. It's about uh, what Christ has done. Ooh. All you got to so do good. is come on, bro. So take a seat. Take a seat, bro. That's, I love that. It's in who we are. It's not about what you do. It's about what has been done. And because of what's been done, it, mm-hmm. it, it inhabits your being. Right. So the yeah. doing flows out of the being. Right. And I love this because in Ephesians, you're right. It doesn't say if you do this, you will receive these blessings. It just says you are blessed. He's given it to That's you. He, he's given you. So what every other religion is working to try and earn, mm-hmm. Jesus said, Wipe the, sway, the slate clean. I've already given it to you. Yeah. Believe yeah. it. Receive yeah. it. Hear it. And let it flow through your life. That's good. Right. Man. It's our inheritance. It's our inheritance. inheritance. That's good. You yeah. can't earn an inheritance. It's just mm-hmm. about who your father Jesus. is. Jesus. Oh, man. That's so good. All right. I'm loving so it. You guys are fun, so man. This is a blast. I hope you're enjoying this. Man, this has been a, a really good time. We have a few more minutes before we go. I, I just want to give everyone an opportunity to share what their favorite chapter of this book has been so far. So we're stepping out of chapter 16, and let's just talk about what our favorite chapter has been and why. Um, So my favorite chapter of The Blessing has been The Voice of Blessing, which is chapter 4, and it's been my favorite because I have had some self-revelation as of 2020, and it is that words are very, very powerful. I've always known that words had power. I've always, my mom raised me, the, the you hold the le- the power of life and death in your tongue. Right. She raised yeah. me telling me that. I've always known that, but I never fully realized it. And this chapter really, really, really spoke to me. Um, it reminded me, like I said, of Proverbs 18, 21. You have the power of life and death inside of your tongue. Yes. And I think it's really important to be speaking life to things that should be spoken to life and speaking death to things that should be put to death. That's so right. For instance, yeah. We should be speaking to our loved ones, the members of our churches, our family members, our friends, everybody. We should be speaking life to them, but we should be speaking death to things that should be put to death, Man. as in your demons, temptation, <sighs> sin, That's good. self-loathing, right. yeah. hatred. Yeah. Those are things that need to be put to death. And how do we put those things to death? Well, 
Um, Ephesians six seventeen tells us that we're called to take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Interestingly enough, the only part of the armor of the Lord that is on the offensive is the sword of the spirit. It's the only offensive item. Wow. So what do we do with that? We can use the sword of the spirit, the word of God, to put things to death that need to be put to death. Right. Just like y'all have been talking about yeah. with Jesus being tempted by Satan. Yeah. He yeah. called upon the word of the Lord, right? Yes, that's good. Yeah. So he used that to put that temptation to death, right? We need to be doing that in our own lives. Man. On the right. flip side of that coin, we need to be speaking life via the word of God to yes. our family members, our so children, yeah, our good. parents, our yeah. brothers so, and yeah. sisters. You are called. Yes. You are yeah. chosen. Yes. You are loved. You are worthy. Yes. You, you, there is a, a way made for you. Right, That's right, right. so yeah. strong. So when we, when we actively choose not to speak those things, yeah. that's silence is violence, y'all. Right. Hey. Wow. Right? And, wow. and you know what? I think so easily we flippantly do the opposite of what you just said. We, we right. so flippantly and casually speak life to things that are bad for us, mm-hmm. and we speak death to things that are good for us, or like yeah. we curse our family members. You're stupid, mm-hmm. right? We say things just casually and carelessly, but, but man, you're right. This is such a great chapter because the power of life and death is in the tongue, and, and, and we is. can so casually say something. We can casually speak death to something, but mm-hmm. it won't yield a casual result. It's, it's, yeah. it's a very serious coincidence. On a really practical or level, it's like, it's like, on a really practical level, it's like, instead of saying, brother, you're such an idiot, right. it's, brother, God has called you to so much more than right. what you're right. Yes. Yes. right, speaking life. Yeah. That's and that's so, so important in building relationship and building yeah. um, rapport with people. It's important in, in um, showing people who Christ is. And just you building know? people yeah. up. Right. Man, that's strong. Yeah. That's a great point. What you got, Jacob? What's your favorite chapter? My favorite chapter was chapter 13, which is the attitude of blessing. <laughs> yeah, it was real convicting, guys. <laughs> it was real convicting. The attitude Yeah, I mean, it goes on to saying this, you know respond not react and it's funny because i react to almost everything <laughs> i'm presented with and i react to the other people reacting right. and it's a constant loop of i react they react they react to me and i'm right. reacting back to them <laughs> yeah anyways uh but in the beginning it opens the beginning line of this this chapter it says opposition is not always an obstacle and that was real convicting because even though we face opposition it gives us a chance to switch our perspective and to, to learn in those seasons, right. uh, learn in seasons where we might have before we had that, that mindset, we uh, probably would have responded pretty negatively to it right. and closed ourselves off to the opportunity that was at hand. Yeah. Like when, when someone speaks bad about you and they, they speak a curse, right. um, don't fight evil with evil, right. but bless them. In their yeah. curse, yeah. you can't fight yeah. a curse with a curse. You yeah. fight a curse with a blessing. Right. Yep. You yeah, know, a, a blessing, a way of uh, blessed thinking is like Jesus. You know, forgive them, Father, for they not know not of what they do. That's uh, right, yeah. man. That's and so see, that was, it's so much easier to talk about it than to actually live that. Like oh, to have no. an attitude of blessing. It takes so much discipline yeah. to not react in that moment right. and to yeah. sit there, ponder, respond, and weigh the 
the consequences of your your actions and what you say. Right, man. You know? it, it is tough, but it's worth it. It's so much worth it. Man. If I would have taken that advice earlier, I would have <laughs> I would have saved so many relationships. I need that advice every day. Amen. <laughs> like, amen. I'm with that. <laughs> just start reminding me, bro. Like, be like, hey, have an attitude we'll keep, of blessing. Hey, we'll keep each other accountable. Right. It's all good. I didn't come to the table talk tonight to get convicted. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm leaving. <laughs> right, what you got, Alicia? Okay, so I really, really love chapter 15, the blessing of the patriarch. Oh, that was a powerful chapter. It was so Such good. A good chapter. And I, I want to read something out of it. It says, I believe the main function of spiritual authority is to pronounce the blessings over those who are under their covering. So yeah. whenever I read that, the first thing I thought of was my mom. And, you know, my mom would take us kids to school every single day. And before we... as she was in line she would make sure the doors are locked because she knew that we would run because she was gonna she she would proclaim over us she would say you are blessed and not stressed anointed and not disappointed raise your praise and minimize your criticize and be your friends everyone i love you have a great day and you know she would she would even go to the point of rolling down the window whenever we would escape the car and yell it out the window i'm like mom (laughs) i have friends around stop yeah stop mom and you know it wasn't until i became more spiritual mature I realized what she was doing. She was proclaiming blessings over my life. She was declaring to be blessed and not stressed. And, you know, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever she started doing that, you know, and it clicked inside of me, I began to, I began to add some scripture into it. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who gives me strength because greater is he who is in me than he who is in this world. And I'll be proclaiming this over myself throughout the school day and throughout, throughout throughout the day you know even on the weekends I find myself saying that and I'm like you know what I can't wait for one day whenever I'm a mom I could I could be that mom who locks her kids in the car and make sure they get that blessing over them you know rolling down the window saying be blessed and not stressed be anointed not disappointed raise your praise minimize your criticize and it was all because of the seed your mom planted in you as a little girl See, that's so strong because I remember Pastor Josh preached a message just a few Wednesdays ago, and he was talking about the attitude of blessing, right? There's a cursed mentality when you speak poorly about the people who are in authority over your life. When you speak right, poorly over your pastor, when you sp- or even about them when they're, they're, they're not around, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. It's a cursed mindset to speak poorly about your parents, your boss, your coworkers, whatever. But when you, when you speak blessing, when you speak well of them, what you're doing is you're, you're taking on an attitude of blessing, yeah. which an attitude of blessing is just an attitude to receive the blessing. Right. Because when you have an attitude of blessing, you get up underneath your parents who are speaking blessing to you, and you say, okay, I want to get whatever they're speaking to right. me. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. You have to hear right. what they're saying. And so what we have to do, listen, I feel convicted about this with our generation. I think that our generation needs to come to a greater understanding of the importance of spiritual authority. The importance of sitting under your pastor and not leaving. Mm -hmm. Sitting under your pastor and staying there no matter what. Even when you don't feel like it, even when there's a a better show down the road, stay here under your pastor. Stay in alignment. Stay in agreement. Because if if you're... if you submit to your pastor, if you, here's, here's for the students, if you submit to your parents and say, okay, I'm going to receive what they have for me. I'm going to sit 
under their authority. If you would receive that, what you're doing is you're putting yourself into position to receive the blessing because the blessing runs from the head down to the feet. The blessing runs down. But if you're not underneath, you don't get the blessing. So you have to put yourself under a place of submission to your spiritual authority in your life so that you can hear the blessing that they're speaking over you. And, hey, listen, like Pastor Rick preaches every single Sunday, and, and there are times when I have to check myself. Right. There are times when I have to be like, no, you know what? I need what he's saying. Like, I don't I don't just need to sit here and, and, and clap. I, I need what he's saying. Right. And I have to submit myself to to receive everything he's saying, because when I go home, it's like what you said. You didn't realize till later in life yeah. what your parents yeah. were actually doing. And you said it was amazing what you said. You said you kind of took on an attitude of blessing later in life as you became more spiritually yeah. mature. And then you started to add scripture to mm-hmm. what was spoken to you. What did you do? You started to fortify what was spoken yeah. over That's good. you. You started to uh, steward what was planted yeah. in you, what was yeah. spoken over you. You started to steward it and make it stronger for your belief system, for your faith. I think that's incredible. Yeah. Sorry, I went way too long. Go ahead, Isaiah. No, it's cool. I'll what was your to, favorite I'll chapter? Quick. Um, chapter 6, the, the, blessing of, the blessing of brokenness. Um, the bishop said at the end, uh, well, he quoted Luke 9. Yeah. And it's the story of Jesus with the five loaves and two fish. He, bro- he, he blessed it. He broke it. He distributed it amongst the 5,000 people. And he talked about this, and he, he said in the book, he blessed them, he broke them, and finally he distributed them. He never used it until he broke it. He never broke it until he blessed it. Man. Let that sink in. He never broke it until he blessed it. And it, took, it, me, it took me to uh, the story of the Last Supper. Yeah. Jesus is with his disciples. And in this instance, you have, you have three essences of the body of Christ. Right. You have the body that's being broken because he says, this is my body, take, eat, this is my body, the bread that he broke. And then you have the body of Christ himself, Jesus, and then you have the body of Christ and his disciples right. that are going to become the body once yeah. he ascends, right? Yeah. So you have three essences right here. And Jesus isn't just saying, this is my, take, eat, this is my body. He is, he is illustrating how as the body of Christ, we are supposed to live our lives broken yes. before God yes. and available to him to use us. So good, Jesus demonstrated it by breaking the bread, but he also dem- demonstrated it within himself. Man, Because the, Isaiah 53, and it's a prophecy of Jesus. He says he was beaten for our transgressions. He was right. bruised for our iniquity. Yes. That Hebrew word bruised is maduka. I think that's how you say it. I'm sorry. I'm quoting all these Hebrew and Greek words. <laughs> so we're sitting under bishops. He does it every Sunday. Keep going. I, I blame Pastor Rick. Um, <laughs> he, he, it's maduka. M-E-D-U-K-K-A. I may be mispronouncing it. I don't know. But that word means crushed. Or broken into pieces. And so he, man, he, he illustrated it by breaking the bread. But then he went and demonstrated it as he was beaten for our transgression, transgressions, crushed or right. broken into pieces right. for our iniquity. And he demonstrated it so, our, so as disciples, we can see how, how as we are supposed to live our lives. Yeah. And I mean, the disciples, those 12 disciples, I mean, besides Judas, went out and lived a <laughs> life of brokenness yes. before right. all men as, I mean, uh, they were hung upside down you right. know, on a cross. Yeah. I mean, just a, a plethora of things. They, they were broken before people and broken before God and available for him to use him. And I think that Bishop also said, let the lasting impression of your brokenness be that you are in God's hand. And I think that should minister to everyone out there that because of what Jesus illustrated in the Last Supper, that 
If, if your heart's broken, if, you're, if you feel distraught, if you feel distressed, that have peace of mind and know yes. that because you're broken, right. that's just evidence that you're still in God's hand. Yeah. So don't be My distraught. God. Don't be depressed. Don't be anxious. Just rest and have clarity and have peace. Know that that is evidence that you are in the hand of God. And Jesus Man, says, you so cannot good. snatch my people out of my hand. Bro. Yeah, so have peace so tonight knowing that if you're feeling broken. Man, that's so good. That's such an incredible <laughs> chapter, bro. <laughs> Man, I'm going to share mine and then uh, we're, we're going to close out. But stick with us for just a few minutes because we're going to get into worship after this is over. But my favorite chapter so far has been the blessing of increase. Mm, okay, the blessing yes. of increase. And here's why. Because... All my life, as I've thought about blessing and what it means, when I hear the word blessing, I think of when someone gives me something that I don't already have. Yeah. When I think of a blessing, I think of uh, you know, something outside of my sphere that I want into my life. Maybe it's a sports right. car, right? Maybe it's a million dollars, right? And and. But what this is talking about, the blessing of increase, it's not talking about bringing things that are outside of your sphere and into your life. That's not the blessing of increase. The blessing of increase is acknowledging what God has already given you. Acknowledging what God has already spoken over you. Acknowledging what he's planted and deposited in you. And stewarding that in such a way that it will increase. God said, be fruitful and multiply. That was the first commandment. That was the first blessing that he spoke to mankind. Be fruitful and multiply. And so what we're called to do, and man, uh, I just got to be honest. This set me free. Because I always thought, like, man, I've got to, I've got to strive, and and work hard to gain things and to achieve things and to bring things into my life that are not currently into my life. And the truth is, if God decides to give me something that I don't already have, praise Him. That's awesome. I love that. But we can't, we can't turn our attention from what He's planted in us just to pay attention to what's outside of here. God has planted something in you that he's called you to steward, that he's called you to speak well of, that he's called you to to bless and to call good. Pastor Josh preached a few Wednesdays ago, and he was saying, call good things into your life. That doesn't mean call a million dollars into your life. That means look at what's in your life and call it good. And if you call it good... It will multiply. It will right. increase. God will bless what you speak well of because like right. what you were saying, the yeah. power of life and death are in our tongue. If we speak well of the things that are in our life, if you speak well of the people that are in your life, if you speak well of the resources in your life. Man, Pastor Rick, one of the things he says, the beginning of increase is gratitude. If you would just be grateful for what you have, right, what right, will right. happen is you will be given much more. It right. will increase man that set me free so much that's good so good man i'm so thankful you guys have been here tonight thank you for having us thank you thank you too and thank you guys for watching this has been a a blast i hope you guys share this and and tag some young adults and some youth that you know and i hope this blessed you today